Hello and welcome into this week's game preview episode of On Texas Football. Thank you for joining us here. My name is Tommy Arsh alongside Inside Texas beat writer and all-around football expert Ian Boyd. Ian, thanks for being here, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. So I want to talk about what's every, what's on everyone's minds right now, and that's the injuries coming into this game. Uh, Quinn Ewers and Hudson Card, obviously the two big ones for Texas. We don't know if we're going to see Hudson Card take the field against UTSA this week or if it'll be Charles Wright. So that certainly throws a wrench in Steve Sarkeesian's game plan for the next couple of weeks, and it raises questions such as, who do you put in? So in your column uh, on the what to watch for in this game, can Texas throw deep and will there be Wildcat were two of the things that you discussed. What do you think we can expect from this Texas offense from now going forward? I definitely think we'll see some Wildcat and uh, I think circle scheme up different ways to run the ball uh, just so that they can ease some pressure off whoever plays quarterback. Um, Roshan is healthy, maybe healthier than Bijan right now. I'm not totally sure where Bijan is at with his shoulder. They have lots of running back depth. They can always trust and beat in Roshan like they did against Kansas State. So I, I do think whoever plays quarterback and however that looks, that Sark will have uh, not even exactly a plan B, but just like a, as part of the game plan, uh, an intention to emphasize the run game and probably with Wild, Wild Roshan, Rocat, whatever we're calling that, that package. They showed a couple different new wrinkles out of that against Alabama. I'm sure there's plenty more. Um Maybe the maybe some of the option stuff they ran against Alabama is not quite as sharp for UTSA because UTSA just spent you know a week practicing against and playing uh, Army's option, just more detailed than Texas's. But there's a lot of things they can do from that package, and uh, I would expect to see that. And then quarterback, I think they would love to play Hudson Card just for the game management aspect if he can push the ball down the field a little better than he did against Alabama, you know, once he hurt the ankle, then I think that they could, they might be able to just, you know, put UTSA away. And there's some opportunities against this team with Xavier worthy running behind them. So I definitely, you would think Hudson card would play if he's healthy enough to, to hit some deep shots and just for the game management side of things, if he can't hit those throws and he's really, really limited, um, then I think it becomes a question of uh, does Wright offer a little more upside throwing the ball down the field? And even if he does, can you trust him not to make, you know, a couple crushing mistakes that turn what should be a manageable game into a, you know, into a problem. And uh, we've seen so little of Charles Wright. It's hard to know what to say there. So I I guess I, I would lean towards expecting to see Hudson card. All right, and then moving on to the defensive side of the ball, I think it's safe to say that last week was the best we've seen this defense play in quite some time. Um, in the last show, we discussed a bunch of different things they had to do in order to find success. What did you see last week that they did really well, maybe that we talked about, and what are they going to have to do this week to find that same success? They looked like I thought they would look. Um, they played pretty pass first. Um they would, you know, they had, they had moments where they only had like five guys in the box because Alabama wanted to spread them out and throw it around. And uh, Texas didn't take the bait. You know, they covered guys. They dropped back. They stayed too high for a lot of the game. They mixed in a lot of pressures. But um, if they weren't blitzing, they were, you know, sitting back in, in base coverages and trying to take away throwing windows, daring Alabama to run even. So they did that and they did it well. The defensive tackles held up well. 
the defensive ends played better than we've seen since Osai was on campus. Uh, I don't know if we've seen Texas play with both ends playing that well since probably like Aminahu and Hager were on campus. Um, big, big leap of improvement from those guys this offseason under Pete Kwiatkowski. That was huge for Texas. But overall, I thought that they they anticipated Alabama well. They covered extremely well. And then they got pass rush in a variety of fashions um, much more effectively than I think Texas fans were, you know, if, if you were pessimistic about the pass rush, you'd probably feel a little better seeing how they were able to do against, against Alabama. Yeah, we had talked about generating smart pressure on Bryce Young, and they did that several times uh, last week. I'm going to take a quick break here to tell you all that there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite team than by playing daily fantasy with our friends over at PrizePix. PrizePix is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports, and it pits you against the numbers. Whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games, PrizePix is the perfect fit for you. It's the best way to have action on the game in states like Alabama, Florida, Texas, Kentucky, Georgia, and over 70% of the United States. PrizePix is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada minus Ontario. You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. This week, I'll be taking UTSA wide receiver Joshua Cephas with more than five receptions and former Texas quarterback Casey Thompson throwing for more than 246 and a half yards this week against Oklahoma. Download the prize picks app or visit prizepicks.com and sign up using the code LONGHORN and to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100, $100 on your first deposit. So if you deposit $100, price picks will give you $100. And if you deposit $50, price picks will give you $50, so on and so forth. Don't forget, that's the Price Picks app or prizepicks.com and the code LONGHORN to claim your bonus today and take your viewing of the team to the next level this season. All right, let's get back to the show here, folks. Next, I want to talk about the offensive line. Ian, they weren't perfect against Alabama, but I think they fared a little better than most thought they would, specifically on the tackles as Christian Jones and Kelvin Banks had a really monster day out there. Where have you seen this group take the biggest leaps, and how are they going to continue to do that with potentially a new quarterback this week? They were great at um, just avoiding bad one-on-one -on -one beats outside. Christian Jones and Kelvin Banks both had their moments where they held up pretty well. Sark actually schemed up some terrific help for them. They played a lot of the game with three tackles, right, with Karik out there at tight end. And um, when they did that, they were able to double-team one edge with, like, Karik and another tight end or Karik and, and Banks or Karik and Jones. And then they could pull a guard and chip an end and then pick him up with the guard on the other side so they could double-team both edges at the same time and never leave a uh, one of their – Either either questionable but experienced Christian Jones one on one or you know young Calvin Banks. So that they played well, they executed their assignments really well, but they also Sark did a great job of not leaving them in tough spots. And when they took their shots, you know Sark was scheming up protections to make sure that Alabama had to beat them a different way than their two superstar edge rushers. Um, I this week for against UTSA. I think Texas is going to want to see, again, really good assignment soundness when you're not playing, you know, the number one team in the country in front of 
a national audience and all your screaming fans? Like, can Texas maintain the same soundness in executing their assignments? And then I think Texas would like to see the run game really take off. They didn't run the ball just a ton against ULM. It seemed like they kind of just wanted to – they were kind of playing with their food a little bit, honestly, uh, letting Quinn rep a few different throws when they probably could have just lined up and run the ball every play. They did not run the ball well against Alabama because, you know, it's Alabama. They really want to get that run game going at some point, build some confidence and build some reps for these guys, you know, Banks and Hudson in particular, I'd say, or any other young offensive lineman they get into this game. And, uh, yeah, especially with the quarterback issues we mentioned. Um, this week is the week to look for improvement from the offensive line running the ball. That leads perfectly into my next question. I talked to UTSA beat writer Greg Luca yesterday, and he pointed out one of the legitimate ways that UTSA can maybe pull off an upset here is playing to the, their defensive strength and stopping the run. They've got a really strong front seven. What is it exactly that the Longhorns need to do to improve that run game and maybe try to work the ball to the outside a little bit more? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. It's tough. Uh, the easiest way is to just throw it over their heads to Xavier Worthy. You know, lineup worthy to, uh, they have a safety name, Rashad Wisdom, who's like 5'9", 210 pounds. And his game is exactly what you would expect from a guy with such a thick build. When he's playing underneath, more like a linebacker, he's a force. But you can't turn and run with Worthy if he's got to help with Worthy, he's got to back way up. So you can hit some shots to Worthy or another receiver, honestly. Obviously, they're not – the rest of them are not, you know, useless in that regard. They're just not Worthy. Um, then I think it just compromises UTSA's whole defensive plan of attack. Um, if they can't do that and they just have to run the ball against a determined UTSA front, then um, – you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have a few different ways to do it with Roshan and the Rocat, like we mentioned. They can mix in the RPO game a little bit. But they're also just going to need the line and the tight ends to, uh, to do what they couldn't do against Alabama and just kind of push these guys around a little bit, which is not really unrealistic. UTSA plays really hard, but they're not, you know, the, it's not an SEC front. Yeah, not an SEC front, but a very experienced front. 18 of 24 returning starters uh, for the Roadrunners who are either seniors or super seniors. So that's a lot uh, of experience for Jeff Trailer. I want to talk about their offense now. Solid quarterback over there in Frank Harris, who's got a lot of experience under his belt. And Coach Sarkeesian talked about him a little bit at his press conference earlier this week. You touched on him in your three things to watch for column. What do the Roadrunners do really well on offense and how are they going to test this defense? They've uh, really evolved in an impressive way from being a team that like two years ago when Trailer was first there, it was the sincere McCormick show. They're running back. They're just running the ball downhill on everybody. McCormick ran for, I don't know, 1,300, 1,500 yards or something in a short season. Um, last year they leaned on him as well. This year they don't have the uh, all-conference kind of running back that they had with McCormick, but they have three good experienced receivers um, in Zachary Franklin, uh, 
see Fisk, hey, Fisk, who you picked to catch some balls this week. And then Frank Harris, extremely experienced. I think this is his fourth year as a starting quarterback for them. So what they're, what they're good at is just spreading you out and Harris finding these guys. And in particular, they're good at like scramble drill type passes where he can, uh, if he can't hit them quick, then he can find them on the move. Um, and so that's, they really pivoted to that as the, as the main thrust of their offense this season. He's thrown, they've played two overtime games, but he's thrown over 40 passes in both of their opening games. On the defensive side, uh, Jeff Trailer obviously coached at Texas for a while, so he knows a little bit of the ins and outs on this side. Uh, defensively for him, what do you expect that defense to look like knowing they're maybe facing against a shallower Texas offense and a lot of unknowns overall? I think that they will uh, – I, I would expect them to just load up against the run and make Texas prove that they can beat them over the top. Against Houston, um, the Roadrunners really played back and played a little more conservative. They could do that against Texas and kind of make Texas prove they can work their way down the field. But Texas is so potentially explosive in their run game that I, I kind of expect to see the Roadrunners just kind of just all out load the box. We're going to make you prove it at quarterback this week without yours. And um, just kind of take that underdog type approach. Like we're on the road in DKR. Let's just, let's just push all our chips in and, and embrace a risky strategy because I don't know if we can beat these guys, you know, heads up without, um, you know, embracing some risks. Yeah, Absolutely. Last question here for you, Ian. Uh, Jeff Trailer talking to the media earlier this week. When he found out the line had his Roadrunners as 10.5-point underdogs to Texas, he jokingly said, that's it? Uh, I'll sort of ask you the same question here. Does that number shock you, and if so, why? It opened at 14, right? I believe so, yes. Did it move down, though, some? Where is it now? Is it still around there? Uh, let me double-check. For you real quick. Well, I think the line in general reflects that um, UTSA is pretty out-talented. They got to go on the road at DKR. Texas fans are still juiced, even though they lost Alabama. Um, it's probably going to be a pretty good atmosphere. Not Probably not what it was last week, but, but pretty good. Like Texas fans, I was a student there in 2005 to 2009. When Texas is winning – it's a very different place, you know. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of fans and excitement in the seats. So um, I think just between the talent discrepancy and Texas's momentum and their improved depth, it's just it's just a game that Texas should be able to kind of lean on them and figure it out, and potentially even blow them out if if they, uh, you know, if a couple things that we pointed to go right. Something that we didn't mention is some of UTSA's issues, right? They barely beat Army. They barely beat Houston, who are both not on Texas's level this season. And they have had bad injuries at offensive tackle, which is starting to look like a problem because uh, Texas's ends are a lot better maybe than than we thought preseason. So uh, it's just a, there's a potential that they can be choked out a little bit by a good contained rush from Texas. Yeah, and as you see there from our producer, Matthew Hutchison, the current line, Texas – uh, minus 12 and a half, so the number has moved back a little bit. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, 
that crowd on this past Saturday was absolutely unreal. Just a great atmosphere, and I'm sure that the fans will show out once again. Maybe not 105,000 strong, but nonetheless, these Texas fans know how to support their guys. Well, that's going to do it for us here on this week's game preview episode. UTSA comes into town this Saturday with a 7 p.m. kickoff at DKR. Really looking forward to it. Huge thanks to Ian Boyd for joining us here once again. You can go ahead and follow him on Twitter at Ian underscore A underscore Boyd. And make sure to stick around InsideTexas.com for all of the more happenings around the Longhorn football program leading into this game and all the games afterwards. Thank you for joining us here on the On Texas Football YouTube channel. Go ahead and make sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel. We'll be coming at you with more videos throughout the week as well. For Ian and our producer, Matthew Hutchison, my name is Tommy Yarsh. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time.